Hump Day Wednesday, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast and Neptune Going Direct Day. And boy, have you been feeling Neptune this week? (laughs) Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. Appreciate just a couple of minutes of your time to look up and see what's going on as above, so below. So let's camp out right there with Neptune turning direct. Of course, it's in its own sign of Pisces. It's the ruler of the 12th house. Neptune in mythology, the lord of the sea. That's right there where we might be feeling some of the emotions because Neptune is at its strongest it can be right now. Every year it goes retrograde for about half the year, and we've been in this one since June 30th. We're coming out today, 8.22 a.m. Eastern. Now, we know the distinction between retrograde and direct in the cookbook always says, well, it's more internal. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. With Neptune, it's a very internal planet anyway. It's the most internal archetype probably other than the moon. It is our deepest inner self. Liz Green and her theme in her book on Neptune of redemption. It's our returning to source. So maybe there has been some redemption under this retrograde for you, moving closer to God, moving closer to your highest power. Have you been spinning your wheels enough out here in the muck and mud and sand of trying to make it through the crazy world that we're in right now, realizing that we have this amazing power, this amazing connection to the eternal us that's inside? And can we connect with that in a better, higher way? Plug that cord into the home office, like my buddy Hemet says. But what if you didn't do that during this retrograde? There is no better time to do it than right now, because Neptune is uber-super strong. That veil between the physical and the spiritual is super thin right now, and it's to be taken advantage of if you want to. The other thin veil is also... The illusions, delusions, lies, deceptions, and just foggy, unclear thinking. Where is there a reality in your life that maybe is being viewed, but it's being viewed with buttered-up glasses? That's where Neptune is tricky. And believe me, I know because I've lived with it all my life. My sun and Neptune are glued together at the same degree, along with Mars. Some welder in junior high got out of control, (laughs) like, like born with this thing. So I have to deal with this every day. Often I catch myself thinking too optimistically or too dreamy or too fantasy kind of thoughts about what's possible. Not that we don't live in a co-creating world, but <laughs> you got to it's like make it realistic and then just keep inching it forward, right? Don't try to go way over there when you're over here. You got to get there. And that's the challenge with Neptune. It wants to go way over there instantly and convince you that you can. And here's what we have to work through with this planet. Is it possible? Yes, anything is possible. We could create any reality. Then we come into, is it probable? In other words, are we close or are we far away? And then we have to think about what's the cost? Is there going to be an implication to somebody, to your health, wealth, well-being, more to that of someone you love, if something that you fulfill or dream about or want actually fulfills? And then the other question, of course, you have to think about is, do I really, really want it? Because sometimes Neptune can have us believe that we want something, and then reality smacks us in the face, and you end up quoting those famous words, what the heck was I thinking? 
Don't we all have a few of those notched in our belts? So this planet of intuition and inspiration, dreams, fantasies, desires moving our lives forward, things we would love to see in our life that aren't there now, and also of the illusion and deception that that reality might actually be good for us. And then, of course, it rules addictions, things that we have to have in our lives because we use it to numb up that dilemma of unfulfilled desires. And all of that as a distraction to the real thing, which is if we would just plug in with Source, all of that would be answered for us in beautiful ways. There's the redemption. So what was the retrograde for? Reviewing all of this. If you missed that, no worries, because Neptune is turning direct, and it's all still there. I think this is one of those retrogrades that it's like, how do you even find the difference? It's internal. Well, it's Neptune is internal. Oh, well, it's going direct, so it's going to be external. Well, it's also external. What changes is how we perceive it. If you'd like the shortcut notes, then you basically just do a very quick review of all of those areas that we just discussed in your own life and do it while it's stationing right now because it moves second slow to Pluto, so it's going to be at max power for quite a while. All right, one other piece of string to tie around your finger today would be at 8.50 a.m. That's the last aspect of the moon before going void, of course, and it trines Pluto at that time and then enters about a two-hour, 45-minute void, of course, and moves into Libra at 11.34 this morning, Eastern Time. It's this Libra transit of the moon coming up on, let's see, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday all day that I was talking about yesterday that ends with that challenging aspect, that square to Pluto. So it might be better just to, if you wanted to play this little lunar thing, play it with some Libran softness to it. You know, just some balance, right? Don't try to initiate anything super big if you have that ability. And if not, then go for it. <laughs> Let's see, your best times will be tomorrow morning early before about 7 a.m. Actually, that's where the stack of that good energy is. We do have a couple of other aspects tomorrow. We'll talk about those then, including Mercury trining Jupiter. So you could play with that too. Have a great day. See you back tomorrow. Love you. Bye-bye.